0: All right, thank you guys for joining. This is the House of Wood podcast, and I got my nearest and dearest friends, Josh and Jalen, and myself, Deontay. We're gonna just be talking about a few topics that we always talk about um, to ourselves, and we're gonna actually record it and put something to the ear of you listeners. Um, It's mostly a video game podcast, so most of our topics will be and revolve around video games um just to start it off some of our well i think the first thing we wanted to talk about um that would be again it was final fantasy 7 remake we just kind of giving our giving thoughts about it and i'm gonna go ahead and pass it to y'all because i actually did not play it
1: i guess i'll start first my name is joshua um, like Deontay said um, we'll be talking about Final Fantasy as far as the remake um, I finished it over the last month and thoroughly enjoyed it um, and I did have experience with the previous Final Fantasy 7 um, related games um, I think that that does make a difference about how they approach the design of the game and i think it's really going to make a difference on how people receive it because if you have zero knowledge of the original that's good and bad in a sense but if you had some previous knowledge it makes the entire game much better and that's one of the reasons why it surpassed my expectations um but uh, i'll let jalen talk about it a little first before we go too
2: deep into it. For sure, for sure. Jay Boyd on the podcast was good. Nah, no, this is fine. But um, yeah, Final Fantasy Seven, um, I ain't a square enix fanboy, even though I bought Kingdom Hearts a couple of times, but that's besides the point. Um, I played a little bit of Final Fantasy Seven. I probably I don't know how far I was. I got to the part where we was on like, dang, what's that place called? It's like Costa or something. It's basically like you're on a beach or something like that. Um I don't know how linear the game is or what that really mean, but I remember being at the gold saucer and like the little beach or whatever. So, um, it was a couple years back. Um, but overall, like Josh said, I think that is like, you know, important with like your decision-making on determining how good the game is and things like that. Um, I think final fantasy seven overall, the remake was pretty good. Definitely exceeded my expectations. Um, you know, it's not a perfect game or anything by any means, but I, I really enjoyed the world building that they put in place Um, because people just love the world of Final Fantasy VII. So it kind of gave you an opportunity to submerge yourself in 4K or I don't know what it supports or whatever. At least 1080p, you can it supports that, so you can see it in 1080p versus seeing them little polygons them. Um, JPEGs, them, what they call them uh, things on PlayStation, like uh, the little pre-render graphics stuff or whatever. I don't know. Spirits, um,
0: Sprints. I don't know.
2: Right. Yeah, they pre-render they <laughs> anyway. Um, but I, I really appreciated that. Um, I think it was real, real nice to have your characters talk and interact with each other because, I mean, people love to cast on Final Fantasy VII and people always call it Cloud like emo and stuff, but they actually see where he was in Final Fantasy VII. And you know, compare how he was now, like advent, children, and things like that. The little interaction I always like to see when he interacted with uh, I think it was Wedge, it was always you know, it's pretty smooth. Um, it's probably definitely one of the best games I played over the course of the year. Um, and I plan on playing through it again. So,
0: all right, so y'all didn't heard um, from the Square Enix fanboys because um, they do tend to buy everything, Square Enix. This is an individual, not Mike. Fan nah, it's <laughs> fanboys. That's what I call it. Um, this is a, I, I myself uh, do not tend to buy everything Square Enix, and I don't tend to enjoy all Final Fantasy uh, renditions. I think they didn't played. I mean, have I am I am I am I am I wrong in saying I probably played pretty much all of them except for like the older. PlayStation One versions. You you probably played anything that came out that had the Final Fantasy name in it since the 360, right? No, what, I mean it's no. a lot of them. But which I ones you I've haven't played. played? Which ones y'all haven't though? Like I ain't touched
2: Crystal Chronicles or whatever that garbage called. On I ain't played Bravely Default. I ain't played World of Final. No, Fantasy. I'm not I'm
0: saying the- Square Enix. I say Final Fantasy. I'm not saying like games that have like. No, they Final
2: Fantasy, Final Fantasy Crystal Wait, Chronicles, he, he about World number, of
1: Final Fantasy. the games. You said uh, Bravely Default. One. Is Bravely Default a Final Fantasy game? Yeah, it's by Square Enix, and it's it's the same style of game. But that don't. Not, I'm not saying
0: that's not Final Fantasy. I'm talking about man, literally named Final, Final, Fantasy. Final Fantasy game. Bravely Default is not a Final Fantasy game. That's just a Square Enix game, and that's similar to Final Fantasy. But any game y'all didn't play, I'm pretty sure most of them over the last, because I know y'all played uh, the Zero type, whatever that was. I was hyped <laughs> about that one, probably some garbage, angry. but I ain't I ain't played because I can't, so I can't speak on it. Um, I know y'all played Final Fantasy 15, pure trash. I know y'all played. Uh, it was I mean I mean I'm pretty sure y'all didn't play most of them, so. Am I right or wrong in saying y'all played a lot of Final Fantasy? So yeah, I've definitely I played the number. Okay, yeah,
1: I haven't played all of them, but I would say, like most people that ha- are interested in Final Fantasy, they're familiar with all the games after seven. Even if you didn't finish every game, you at least like know what it is and like can recognize the characters or what it's about.
0: So you admit that you're biased when it comes to. <laughs> Final Fantasy, you kind of enjoy those said games.
1: Yeah, I would admit that I'm the target market for what they're trying to present with Final Fantasy 7. And I think that is one of the reasons why they stepped up their game for this particular Final Fantasy.
0: Alright, cool. So I played the demo free um, and what I can say I enjoyed about that game, coming from someone that don't really play them all and don't really get the most of the appeal i enjoy rpgs and this is in our in my opinion it seems like more of a action rpg versus just a standard you know regular rpg so i do see the switch up there i don't really i didn't really think that the the action was was um gravitating enough for of a change to make me want to pay for only about... I don't know if they consider it 25% of the game. But it felt like if you're not leaving the main area. And that's not even that big focal point And they kind of build it out. I would think that they are probably going to have four, 3 more renditions of this game. Or at least 3, four, three more parts. So why would I pay $60 for um, 25% of the game? Even though if they did a lot. and I, I'm not going to take that away from them. I'm not saying that they did not do a lot to that game. Because... Obviously, it's a remake, not a remaster, not not just you know packaged well like they did most of the Kingdom Hearts stuff over and over. I'm just it's more so they actually took the time to do something different. But coming from my standpoint of simply um, understanding that I'm a consumer and I would like to actually. You know, when I buy a game, I want to I want to be able to play it from you know start to finish and have the whole story. And I'm not getting that. That doesn't make me feel good. And especially when the story is out there, and they're kind of using that source material to make this game good, because they're not going to deviate much. Because if they do, it's going to cause a lot of you know backlash. Because people want to play that same similar style, even though they will accept you know a battle system change. They accept you know adding additional characters but if that core isn't there and it isn't the same as it was when they first played it they're probably gonna get people upset so i'm not getting a new game in my opinion it's a remake of a game so if i'm if i'm paying 60 Uh dollars for that remake i don't feel like that's justified enough for me if i get 40 hours of the game because most of the rpgs in my opinion usually will last about 80 90 hours so this game at least when i'm looking at you know how long to beat about 40 hours or 30 35 to 40 hours so i'm playing that may give me about 45 percent of the game maybe i'm not sure but i don't want to pay that much i don't want to invest that much because i know down the line they're going to come out square enix just like they did with all the kingdom hearts they're going to come out with a package that says you can play one two three four all parts 60 bucks i'm like sure i'll pay at that point or if i can get a deep deep sale I pl- I pay that price so if I can get the each each copy for fifteen that's sixty bucks all together so I will play at fifteen but I won't pay at sixty per episode and that was my whole point and that's coming from someone that does not um have a I wouldn't say y'all have a bias but I think y'all do enjoy those games and y'all y'all invested enough to actually pay that price but I'm not invested enough in those games or that company. To say, oh yeah, I just give them that. I would rather have a a a a um a reasonable pr- entry for for price point. That's all. So let
2: me ask you this: um, if so, you, I know previously, like we kind of talked about, like I know Josh' philosophy is if I play a game, I forgot how he did the math. X amount of hours, you know, this is just taking just like. Not taking in like the intricacies, but just taking like if a game is 20 hours long, then it should be $40. If a game is 30 hours long, it should be 60, blah, blah, blah. So you said a game, not 40 hours long, you know, they put a lot of work into it and you can't justify paying $60 because you're not getting a full story. So with that being said, so what if a game, let's just say Kingdom Hearts since we Square and expand boys, right? Kingdom Hearts like to leave you off on a, a cliffhanger. So, because you're left off on a cliffhanger, you're not getting a full story, right?
0: True, but you're so. But, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I, I get your point. Go
2: ahead, continue. So, okay, yeah. I mean, you you get my point. If you if you keep getting cliffhangers with
0: Halo, keep doing. Um, <laughs> but that's like what di- is what was the what's difference is it? the foundation is out there on the internet. I can literally go back and play Final Fantasy 7 if I wanted to on the Playstation 1 and play that full game through with everything that happened so that's the difference that's what I
1: hmm. but I feel like it because we played it that it's what they did is a little bit different. So whenever somebody makes a remake, like let's say in 10 years, they, they're gonna remake Uncharted 1 or Uncharted 2, like update the graphics and things like that. But generally, they're not gonna change the story because like you said, people wanna play that original experience just polished up. But w- one of the reasons why this game is getting so much praise is because they didn't do just that and they took an approach where we know the original story is out that is out there and we know people know this story so yeah we can add like more gameplay but we can add more story and we can change the story to the way that we want so if there's like a event that's supposed to happen in the original Mm -hmm. we can change that event So that it happens differently or we that event won't happen at all. And what happens when somebody who's supposed to die doesn't die? Or what happens if, for example, like if we're watching the Avengers movies and they they remake the Avengers movies in the future? Mm -hmm. Like what if Thanos shows up in Iron Man One to fight Iron Man? Like that would change the whole story because that's not supposed to happen. And so with this game, they they can approach it to a way that actually, even though we've played the original, I don't know what's going to happen in this the part two of this remake because what they've done is show that we are willing to change the story to tell a new story. And if you know the old story, that makes it more interesting because now you're waiting to see what is actually going to change is this person going to still be alive is this person still going to die like because they're willing to change it so you're
0: saying that they will break the characters they will literally make somebody that didn't die prevalently in the first one a main character that people enjoyed and loved they'll make somebody die has anybody died yet that that was like prevalent in the story throughout the game or is it or how does that been set up because I don't believe that's yeah. true. I think that they're not going to do that because if they do that, it's going to cause backlash. They don't want. So,
1: a if remake you, is if a remake think about mm-hmm. the game now. Like obviously like you, you look at IGN reviews and things like that. They say it's good. Mm-hmm. But it, let's say you go to Reddit, Final Fantasy 7 Reddit and read about it. You will see probably thousands of threads of people complaining that the story is changed because I've seen people who who've been talking about their whole career, they love Final Fantasy VII. And those people are the first ones to say they hate the remake because things have changed. And so you I don't know if I want to spoil it because people might not have played Final Fantasy VII, but there's one very, very important main character in Final Fantasy VII that dies. And so far they have presented in the situation that maybe this we might decide this person does not die Mm -hmm. and if that doesn't happen then they can't basically save the world because them dying puts in motion the things that are necessary to save the world so what what's going to happen is somebody else going to take their place if they die because they've shown that they're willing to change a main story point in order to um, make something else happen Mm -hmm. and then they're also going to the point where characters that are supposed to be dead at the beginning of Final Fantasy 7 are not and it presents a situation that well if this person is there for example Naruto like, what if the fourth Hokage did not die? Well, now you got Naruto and the fourth Hokage in the same world. Like, how how is that going to happen? Like, isn't that too powerful? Well, if they
0: actually break something, Josh, I pay attention. You saying that they already have.
1: But I, yeah, without spoiling anything, I would say that they have Um, changed enough significantly to show that um, they're willing to change the story and the reason is because Final Fantasy 7 came out in the 90s and then after that there have been like four or five side stories like a movie like a couple PSP games PS2 games that all continue the story after Final Fantasy 7 and those things since they took place after they shouldn't matter to the original but now those things they're present in the remake like they're adding the things that are changing the story because uh, the story has continued hmm. um, and so that's why I would say it is worth it to see as a new story I don't feel like they're offering me um, less than what they should they're offering a new experience that makes it feel worth it on top of the good voice acting on top of the good writing on top of the good gameplay. Okay.
0: Still, I get what you're saying, but I feel like the, I know I get your point. And I, if, and if, if they actually are doing what you're saying, they're doing, that makes more sense to me. But, um, I feel like again because it's entitled a remake it's it kind of makes me feel like they're they're remaking some of the same similar things but it's kind of like you can't okay you can play on a little bit of things but it's not much you can play on that would make me want to play this game that that would make me feel like the, the original version was inferior i don't see i don't see that happening so if i don't i don't feel my my, buried, my entry level has been achieved yet that's all so once my entry level is achieved i don't think it's a bad game i don't think i just don't think my my entry level has been uh obtained yet or even has has been met so once that entry level is met i play it i just don't want to play something that i know is already out there and i have to wait for something else the next thing to happen but you're if you're saying that it's enough change that makes me know that even if I was to get in at that fifteen dollar mark, I would be okay with paying that fifteen dollar mark. So either way, I'm not gonna pay sixty dollars per per game. Period. But I will this. I will decision myself on saying, okay, maybe at twenty dollars <laughs> per game, I would actually
1: play it versus uh, fifteen. Because I mean, I, I understand the price. Thing because like yeah it is expensive if they're gonna have three four games like it's four games time.
0: bro I'm pretty sure it's four games I guarantee you what's so hot take real quick how many games how many games do y'all think it's actually going to be before the game is over with man they said they don't know that that's yeah, what I'm they, saying they, they, they said know. they don't even know so what, yeah. what do y'all take on that what do you what do you take from them saying I don't even know when it's going to wrap
1: I, I, mean, I personally as as it's worth it.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like I said, as long as it's worth it. If I'm getting the same enjoyment out out of what I'm getting, um, with the remake that I'm getting right now, uh, I'm fine with doing that. I mean, I ain't buying just cars, am I? I mean, <laughs> but listen, I mean, that, that I mean, that's I, different. I mean, it oh, it is, but like them, them you, you can go. see how much uh, <laughs> you can see how much work minus them jpegs that they had in the background you could see how much work they was putting in the game and it's like the game is like like I, honestly square Enix be on trash like i ain't I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna lie i don't like them jokers like that they be on some trash you know they got to put every final fantasy game on every platform you know what i'm saying
0: but yeah, this, now you want to now you want to stand up because we I definitely was buying all kingdom that. That. hearts you okay. bought them I'm on the PS3, Hearts. PS2, PS4. I was like, "When are you gonna stop?" And I'm like, never. Not then okay. you bought the Kingdom Hearts three. Then you bought the Kingdom Hearts three DLC, and even though Kingdom Hearts three was, uh, I don't know. I'm Not just saying a story, so it's I a to copy it. Square Enix has a has a has a has a foundation of remastering a remaster until it can't be remastered no more, and putting it out again and again and again and again. So if they tell you. I don't even know how many times we going to gank y'all. I'm not finna sign up for it willingly. I like I don't even we, we, look, bro. We don't even know how many times we finna do this. We don't like just like Kingdom Hearts when they did all those things and they kept doing 1.5 and prologue and all this other it it, it didn't matter honestly and it, they it, it repackaged it and made y'all want to buy it again because they added a special scene on the end and that's what i'm feeling from final fantasy 7 because they did they did overhaul the system but they can't even tell us when they're gonna finish it and that makes me feel like I'm gonna invest in something that never gonna see completion in my time life and I'm gonna to have to invest like I did, like y'all did in Kingdom Hearts or something like that, where it's just pointless and pointless and pointless and then the payoff is trash. That's what I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to avoid. And if I can get to that yeah. entry level point of my fifteen dollars, now that y'all said it may change a lot, twenty dollars, I'm okay with that.
2: I mean, like, but the thing is you is so I feel like you're looking at the the overall story, the the zero to 100% complete story or whatever. Um, so, and the fact that it has remake on it, I feel like those two factors are captivating you. And mm-hmm. that's like saying, well, I ain't going to buy it because I know it's a remake. It's going to do the Kingdom Hearts thing, blah, blah, blah. Which it might to some degree, but the fact of it is, it's kind of, I guess the best way to relate it is you have it's like when you have a movie and you have a book a book follows the script but they hit certain key points they might only hit five key points in a 10-hour movie or whatever that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. they might only hit five of those key points final fantasy 7 hits those key points but like josh said they might hit them differently um or they might just hit them verbatim but the outcome of those key points and the things in between is what makes the the game worthwhile so, yeah. with that being said, when you have a story, what what's, what's generally important about a story? You usually got the setting. You usually got the characters. Um, You got, like, the, I guess, world building would go under, like, the setting. I'm not, like, a book person or nothing like that, so I couldn't tell you all the specifics and stuff. But generally, when you look at story and stuff, you look at the plot, you look at the characters, and you look at the setting and stuff like that, and then some of the ambitions behind the characters. So, um, you might say Naruto is trash because this dude wanted to, um, be a Hokage when the world, you know what I'm saying? You might just say something crazy, but anywho, the characters is what makes the game like something that you really want to invest in because you, this is the first time you can see these characters interact with each other. You can see them in Advent Children's stuff, but this is post-Final Fantasy VII. The of Final Fantasy VII content is probably like the biggest score Enix has, like, you know, you got the Dare to Service, you got uh, Before Crisis, you got Crisis Core, you got Advent Children, like, you got all these different aspects of Final Fantasy. They meld in some of those things in into the game, you got different characters, like, I ain't gonna spoil the game, but it was one dude, he wasn't even in Final Fantasy 7, but you go talk to him, and then you talk about his story and stuff like that, relating to a key character in the game and stuff, you're looking like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I want to help this dude, out. like this dude actually, like, he pretty cool like you know what i'm saying even though he a riku replica but i mean that's that's cool too like <laughs> i mean <laughs> so like those sorts of things like, like critically impacts the story and like i said the characters and the interactions make the story good that if you had naruto and you ain't see how you see how naruto interact with those characters if you just ain't interact with them at all you like okay this show what but you see how those people interact with naruto how they warm up with to Naruto. Um, You see, like, Dragon Ball, how they warm up to Goku, how they want to be on Goku team and help Goku out when he's in need. Like, those sorts of things, like, that's what makes the story worthwhile. And when you see those character interactions, even though we got the setting that's pretty much the same, we got a more, we ain't got them pre-rendered scenes and stuff. Like, you know, you gotta see that little weird texture on the PlayStation graphics or whatever, but we can actually visualize that. We can take in what Midgar actually is. We can see the people that's you know suffering out there we can um i mean shoot you like the last of us that they said the most beautiful scene in that game is when you see some doggone giraffes in there bro i'm looking like bro some giraffes like in the midst of the chaos you see some giraffes the setting is what made the giraffe significant so the setting in final fantasy 7 is what made those interactions like significant like you get what i'm saying like
1: well
0: all that
2: is like critical
0: yeah that's true but i'm it's it's not that, um, I I get what you're saying. So and the I story know.
2: not the same. Like when mm-hmm. I when I remember Final Fantasy VII, and when I'm playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think they put remake to put a spin on it because they they remaking it, but they like doing things differently. The remake
1: part, a lot of people speculated and they it, write it's a it's a lie, and it's kind of like on purpose because they were they were saying that maybe it might be called Final Fantasy VII reunion which has a significant part to the story but remake is not true that game ain't a remake. a remake and <laughs> like, so the, the second part they're probably not going to call it final fantasy 7 remake part 2 because that wouldn't make sense because it's not really a remake
2: well they didn't change too much stuff in that game for like literally when i'm like i said when i'm playing that game i'm trying to reflect on key points in a game and stuff like that and I'm like, hey, I don't remember this. This past three hours, I don't remember anything about this past three hours in the original game. Like, I'm, I'm, I have to keep trying to draw a point where I'm like, okay, I remember that now. Okay, I remember that character. He was there, or I'll constantly have to reflect. And it's like, like I said, it's very, very loose adaptation of what Final Fantasy VII was. And if people want to play Final Fantasy VII, y'all got Final Fantasy VII on every single system now because that's what Square Enix do. But not if yet, you want to play the remake still we gotta wait a year for xbox no i mean uh the wait they don't got final fantasy 7 on the xbox original is the the, original
1: it might be on oh xbox. the original know. i'm
0: not sure i know the yeah, Seven. i know about. remake ain't yet they come out next year right like a year from now
2: i don't know they just people who just don't want change and without change i mean you stagnant so i mean bump them i don't mean to sound mean but it's just something that... You got to go against the grain at some point. That's how change happens.
1: Man. Yeah. So... I would say that... Oh, go ahead. The... You play... Well, let's address the Kingdom Hearts thing. Like, you play Kingdom Hearts, you've seen how they wrote that story and how they handled the big project over, like, 10 years. And that wasn't handled well because... They, they start out with an idea and they don't finish it or they take forever to finish it and it's not worth it or whatever um, so that point is valid like we don't know when the next game coming out we don't know what the quality is going to look like and we don't know how long they're going to drag this out so maybe it's going to be five years maybe it's going to be ten years before the whole thing is out what I would say is for someone like you who hasn't played it yet and that from what I play, I think this is a good time to play the first game, and it's okay to wait the two, three years for the next game, because that's going to make it more interesting, because you don't know what's happening next. And in that time, you can do your research, or homework, whatever, to learn, and have an idea, and see how that's different. But, like Jalen said, with the quality of this first part, I'm I'm personally okay with spending the full price and waiting the 2-3 years for the next game and then spending another full price to get it. Because unlike Final Fantasy 15, unlike Kingdom Hearts, the quality is in every single part of the game. So the graphics looks good. Obviously, unlike PS4 and Xbox like it has issues with like loading, textures and stuff like that. I think that's just like a limitation of the generation so maybe next generation is going to look a lot better. Is but it on the Xbox
0: already? I thought it was oh, no, on. No no it's not on the Xbox
1: Okay, it, I think that's just like a limitation of the PS4 um to make sure that it runs at a smooth frame rate because it doesn't have any frame rate issues mm-hmm. but I think on PS5 that's not going to be a problem but otherwise the graphics look really good the characters look really good the gameplay is fun like there's no t- too many bad glitches or anything um the the combat is fun and creative and is different than what anybody else has done for a while. And most importantly, like Jalen said, the characters, the level of writing and voice acting and the actual acting of the characters is I would say of high quality as something like The Last of Us. Whereas Final Fantasy Fifteen, it was never like that. Like the characters look nice and they, they talk and stuff, but it doesn't always feel natural and there's no real emotion behind it. So if it's a sad scene, it's not really, doesn't come across for everybody because of how the quality of it. And just like Kingdom Hearts, it's even less. For someone like you who's not very invested in the characters, them being emotional or things like that, the quality of the, the animations or the voice acting or whatever, maybe not, didn't get to you. but with this, they actually took the time to direct it in such a way that characters are of a high quality of a triple-A game that you would see from Sony that it's worth it to see these interactions because you don't get that from uh, any other Square Enix game. And so if they can keep that same quality, then I would say, yeah, it's worth it to wait the two years to see the next part. Just like you know god of war 2 coming out in, in some point in the future or horizon zero dawn 2 if they can keep the same quality you're okay to wait for the sequel because what they presented for this first part is worth it all
0: right we'll see i i am definitely hoping for the best but um square Enix is port city i'm I'm, I'm going to stop because they're going to think I hate Square Enix but I don't because I play all Tomb Raiders but <laughs> I, I just when I see what they do when it comes to their quote unquote action RPGs or their you know popular games it shows to me that they have this thing of we're, we're going to get the remake, remake definitive edition when the ps5 come out and we're going to get something with additional content before the next series drops or next one drops and then you're going to get the same treatment the next time around because that's what they do it doesn't seem as if their pattern has been broken um they only they don't do that on their games that are made by different parties but when it comes to square enix and their popular games they kind of do this where they they make it. They milk it for what it what it is, and they continuously um, cause you to want to know more. And they ha- They know they have that market, and then they do the same tactic that they have done for years, and um, they gouge. So that's my concern. That's why I I'm waiting for my entry point. And once that entry point, I'd be glad to revisit Final Fantasy. But we've talked about this for 35 minutes now, so. Moving on to our next topic, and well, any closing remarks for the Final Fantasy Square Enix debate um, before we move on? Final
2: Fantasy Seven Remake Game of the Year. <laughs> 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 <Not
1: anymore>. I, <laughs> I do got a quick summary because for you, you haven't played it, so I would say for anybody who hasn't played it, it's it's a good, it's a really good game on its own, and I feel like they. It doesn't end on, like, a cl- too much of a cliffhanger. Like, what they start in a game, they end. So, I feel like it's a good point to start if you're interested. Now, if you don't like it or, you know, you're not interested to continue to the next game, that's straight. I think it's a really good game, and it's my, right now, my second favorite Final Fantasy story that they have right now.
0: What's your first?
1: Uh, Fourteen
0: oh the the mmo yeah you're right there. Right. that one that one just that wins off because of mass I mean, how the size yeah it's, it's not fair because it's like <laughs> 10
1: years of content but yeah. done really well
0: so yeah all right so next topic we wanted to um talk about the xbox series x versus ps5 are quick some some quick questions but really just some what we pros and cons between the two and what we think will be, uh, you know, a positive thing moving forward when it comes to these systems. So, um, because this is something that I really, really focus on heavily. I probably just started off here, but what I see when it comes to the Xbox series X and the PlayStation five are two different opposing views. Um, I see Xbox wanting to become a more consumer-friendly and uh, for-the-people kind of product, like a PC. And I see Sony wanting to keep the traditional games, you only can get this here, so buy our system. And you only can get this here. So, by our system kind of feel, not saying either one is wrong, I'm just saying their opposing views and which and what their what their pros are you know and what I see are are for those opposing views that's why they um are winning in some areas and winning in some and not it's it's their opposing views that's what's driving them to be so different and what's driving them to have these pause pros and then having these cons so when I look at just starting off with the Xbox, because that's pretty much the only one that's been talking as of now, um, some stuff coming around for the PlayStation five. But right now we really have a lot on the Xbox series X, um, something about their quick resume, you know, SSDs being able to expand your storage, um, new features like the, uh, sorry, like, so they're, they're doing like, I believe, 120 frames per second up to support 4k for older video games and they're adding in baking in hdr support for this stuff just off the off the grip it's kind of like you don't have to pay for this we're going to do it anyway they have their um, play anywhere system. that's there where you can buy it on the xbox one and get the patch for the xbox series x Um, they have all of these kind of nuances that you can obviously see that they want you to feel as if you're secure when you buy into the system you're, you're secure when you're buying into microsoft you don't have to worry about your stuff not working you don't have to worry about the new next upgrade because really you are set if you don't even want to upgrade and for another two years versus playstation has made it very clear that if you don't get that ps5 you ain't playing you know whatever whatever exclusive You want to try. It ain't happening. So you have to buy the PlayStation 5 in order to get those new and new experiences. And I mean, low key, they have earned it. They have earned it by what they have put out, what they have shown us, what they have done this generation with their games, their quality. They have earned the right to do that, in my opinion, even though it ain't right. (laughs) They have earned that right. Um, Xbox, on the other hand, has not they have to play up to us because they do not have the games to support their system. They don't have the software they're they're getting there, but right now they're not there. So that is their pro and con. That's just one of them. And I open it up to my constituents or if I said that word right to kind of put in their their opinion there on what the differences is there.
2: Hey Josh, you heard that? That I means if you want to get if you want to play uncharted 5, <laughs> you need to get to a PS5. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it says.
2: Man, I'll take my chance with an emulator, it's not just one fire. the piracy. I don't, I don't condone to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all, none of us condone that, just to be clear.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, if you want to go um, and say your, your piece, because I know that, well, I guess you can also talk about what your. are what what they would have to do to get your attention? Because right now, like, you play PlayStation, right? And you don't really play on Xbox, and that's for a reason. Do you think that would change with what you've heard so far, or what do, you, what do you feel?
0: And that's more towards you, Jayla. Um, I'm trying to think.
2: Uh, I guess, for me, the... I don't know, man, like, I, I care about exclusives to some degree. I feel like you got like the. Um, I kind. I think we kind of touched on this previously. Um, you got the the AAA exclusives, like you know the Naughty Dogs. The um, I don't know, who who made who made God Awards like Santa Monica or something like that.
0: Yes, Santa right. Monica.
2: You got them. You got the people. You know what I'm saying. The uh, it was Sucker Punch at a point in time, but they still out there doing
0: Ghost to Tsushima.
2: Okay, yeah, I was, I was thinking of Sucker Punch with, um, what's that game called? Horizon Zero. No, not Horizon, the, um, Infamous. Sunset Overdrive, but that's Insomniac. But anywho, um, <laughs> I, so I feel like you got the ones that's dedicated, like they're owned by Sony, and then you got like the little, like, second tier ones that can deviate. So, like, the, um, but they they have some associated like loyalty per se for lack of better words like the um the square enixes or the um, yeah
0: they choose in sides now the
2: the atlas you know what I'm saying they they generally mm-hmm. tend to be on PlayStation or you know those sorts of things so for me um I don't really care too too much about the first party games only because I feel like I played them to some degree uh so like you know back be- previously um, I had the halos. Um, I had the Gears, those sorts of things. But so when the Xbox One's like, hey, we got Gears 32 coming out. you like, okay, well, I already didn't shot this. Uh, I already used or 30 times or, or 31 times. I don't want to use it a 32nd time, so I'm going to play something else. So with that being said, I played all the Uncharted on the PS3. Um, I did play Uncharted 4. I love the Uncharted series and things like that, but I'm pretty um, strict on my time and stuff like that. So if I'm a um, exasperate some of my time. I want to use it for something that I don't know the rhythm to, or something that I can kind of, you know, wrap my head around. Because when I play the game, I want to be on a, like a like a different realm. Kind. I want to be able to submerge myself in the story and not just shoot a bunch of ass because the game had to find a reason for me to shoot it or shoot them or whatever. So, um, to answer your question though, um, it depends on what Xbox is going to do and what PlayStation is going to do, and then the games coming out. I'm gonna tell you right now. If they got Final Fantasy Remake Part Two, Union XD Collection, I'm getting it. Like right? as simple <laughs> as that, bro. Like I'm getting it. Square Enix boys, um... they, they can
0: never hide. They can't hide <laughs> their true selves,
2: man. <laughs> but if they gonna drop Persona Six or something on there, you know, I might have to get it. So I'm, I'm kind of more so concerned about the the not so AAA titles, but the ones that's like exclusive still. Um, and then the the biggest thing. the um, aside from that, is the price point. I got the 360 because it, I could get the arcade version $200, where they wanted $500 for a doggone PS3 or paperweight or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, so um, I don't really care too much about specs because we learned from, um, from history that you can have all the good specs, but if people can't code for it or you can't fully utilize the specs or whatever, it don't matter. So I think the biggest thing is the price point and then those secondary for lack of better words, exclusives that's going to come out for the uh, said console, which kind of help going to influence my decision.
0: Hmm. Okay. So are you more for, I guess, are you more for the cause of someone or company that is trying to actively push the envelope on what the consumer wants and what we can provide them? Are you more so for someone that is going to provide you a better gaming experience? Uh, well,
2: if I cut on my PlayStation or Xbox, I want for the gaming experience. I don't need the consumer whatever experience. the consumer experience. I mean, I know the Xbox tried to sell that before, which is cool, but I didn't care about that because I had you know different devices that could do those sorts of things with a better user interface. We all want the Xbox One interface, right? For <laughs> well, what it was before,
0: but, uh, what uh, it was before was terrible. <laughs> now it's okay, but ter- or, or before with the Snap stuff, I was like, bro y'all can y'all really need to fix this now now just to get y'all background of us i myself play everything i have a pc xbox playstation 4 nintendo switch wii u i got I pretty much have a lot of different you know f- things and and both Jalen and josh has that as well i am more active but josh uh probably is equally as active as i am when it comes to gaming he has an xbox playstation 4 Nintendo Switch, um, probably played all of the Nintendo stuff, but more than I have. So he's Nintendo man. I'll call myself Microsoft man. And then J- J- Jalen is just uh, Square, cause Enix, it's Square Enix man. I was <laughs> yeah, he he plays cheap he, he cheap man, but he plays when he wants to play. So he does have he does, has had an Xbox in the past Xbox One, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, of course, all of those generations and he has a switch and he has a ps4 as of now uh so just to give you a background of kind of what we play and how we play uh
1: yeah so like i understand what you're saying jalen and i kind of feel the same way Uh, my bad obviously eventually we're all gonna play both systems at some point like there might be enough games first day for me yeah for me what i'm trying to figure out is which one do i want to get first um Mm -hmm. you know maybe i can buy them both day one but realistically i don't need them both day one um so it would be better off to find which one i really want first play it all the time and then when i'm done go to the other one Um, and for playstation they're always going to be those exclusive games that Are high quality, and you know, you can't obviously get anywhere else, and that is their biggest draw, and that's what's been working. So, if there's something like you know, another Dark Souls game, or Bloodborne, or even like Persona 6, that would that they're able to get exclusive, that that that's a good way to get people to get into their system. Um, But for me, throughout the years, I've noticed that I don't really see Sony doing anything beyond that to really compete as far as their device or the system quality or things like that and Xbox has been doing a lot over the past few years to make that better so I didn't have an Xbox for the longest time because I wasn't interested but Microsoft has done a good job to get me interested in what they have. Number one like Game Pass like I know there's PlayStation Now but it's still not the same quality as Game Pass. Um, you know, $15 a month. <laughs> and you can play you know their whole catalog of games. But what got me interested is brand new games that are coming out day one. Or they've only been out for a month that are showing up on Game Pass. And so that is has honestly been a really good way for me to play games that I've been interested in. But just didn't have the money for at the time. Or didn't have the time to play it you know right around christmas so maybe i'll wait a couple months oh and now it's out on game pass like um streets of rage 4 which is not quite an indie game but a smaller game 2d beat em up came out recently and you know i can buy it on playstation for like 15 20 mm. or i can just play it on game pass because it's on game pass so that that creates a situation where it's smarter for me to spend my money elsewhere than over on playstation
0: exactly Um, Mm -hmm.
1: so day one you know let's say they both come out on the same day or they both come out around christmas if xbox is offering a system that i can play games that i'm familiar with that i owned in the past that at a better quality and they have you know their you know the brand new assassin's creed brand new call of duty and maybe hopefully they have a game of their own that will interest me like you know, obviously, Halo has been around forever. People, are, some people, are tired of it. But if they can have those high-quality games, it might be the system that I would go to day one. Hmm. But really, that because of what they're offering in the ecosystem, that my money is going to be well spent, and I won't have to worry about all these, um, uh, you know, astriches There was like, oh, you can play this game, but it's it's not going to be upgraded. Or you can do this, but yeah, you know, then I don't have to worry about that. Like they've promised a upgrade, and it's a clear upgrade for everything. Whereas the PS Five, the reason I would get it, yeah, is because I want those exclusive games. But personally, I'm not going to spend four, five, six hundred dollars on a PS Five if it's only one nice game that I'm interested in. You know, I I really want there to be a couple. Of those games that i'm interested in that i Mm -hmm. that i need to play like final fantasy 7 remake 2 and you know kingdom hearts 4 those things that i want to see and i can't get anywhere else but those take time and so i know that why i personally feel like they they can't have all of that ready day one and if they do what about the next year or two is there going to be a drought you know
0: viewers peep the two square his games that were mentioned <laughs> as driver points just uh, just, just just more just more uh, they're, just, just, they're just 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 to complete. make sure you guys are aware of what i'm dealing with when i say this final fantasy stuff that's all um but yeah that's exactly how i feel about it um i'm still going to get both because i um I'm, I'm, that's just me and um i've had both since they've been in inception i've pretty pretty much bought both as soon as they came out on the xbox one upgraded to the xbox one x upgraded to the ps4 pro i really have literally been giving my money to them and i don't see myself stopping i like to play both both sides of the fence because that's the best way to uh, have a good time with these video games is honestly you 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 have the capability of purchasing something when it comes out they don't really have to sell me on that point anymore it's more so just selling me on who's going to get more of my money versus who's going to get all of it. I, I guess it's, 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 that's the, that's the kind of deal it is. It's, it's, um, who, who, I'm, whose ecosystem am I going to buy into more? It kind of feels like Google and Apple at this point. It's not that I'm going to not buy into both, but just who's who I'm going to buy into more. I have Apple and Google products now. So that's kind of how I'm, that's where I'm at with it. Um, they are going into an ecosystem type deal. I think Microsoft is ahead on that. They have, you know, the um, Project Cloud stuff where you can play offline and, well, you can play online and not be at your system. You can you make your Xbox One X a server. You can do so much with this system. It's ridiculous at this point. Um, it, it doesn't just feel like a console feels like a a a pc as as they uh, what they're trying to get to the point of is it's a pc um which makes sense to me that makes the most sense most logical sense moving forward if you want to keep your games and your backlog of everything you want to play and not have to worry about which you know japanese companies are famous for you know nintendo uh sony they tend to want you to pay to pay your old stuff and they, if you don't want to pay you can't use it honestly they, they 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 have a good market of that and you can see that with the switch they're bringing all of the wii u games over um but xbox is really trying to break that and that's what i respect most about them even if their games are crap most of the time um mm-hmm. I respect that the fact that they take the initiative to try to make some change when it comes to the gaming industry and, um, they got enough money to do it. They, they don't have to worry about a budget really is Microsoft. It's just the fact that how, how can you now take that, 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 that momentum and turn it, even further and make it better for yourself and actually make games that are good um i'm not saying that all their games suck but i'm saying most of them do and i'm and i'm, I'm ready to debate anybody that tell me otherwise because i have played most of them i played most of them and most of the time actually i played all of them and most of the time i'm, I'm left unfulfilled and disappointed really so um, I'm not going to go into that because it's just <laughs> I'm not going to go into any of that because it's it's a mute point at this point. I do respect them for what they're doing. And, um, yeah, I'm really just looking forward to a lot of the decision making that's happening over there and what the price point is going to be. And just, you know, that the new the new innovations they're going to create, because. That's pretty much what they are. They're pretty innovative for a company that just started off. They're the newest in the game. They're Nintendo and um, Sony definitely had a uh, were out before them. So I get that they're still in the, in, in, the, in the bottom right now. But I don't feel like they were losing with the 360. And as long as they keep moving forward with the initiative of customer first, I don't think they're going to lose with the Xbox Series X. Now, when they when you, when you actually you know show off your Xbox Series X, don't show off Yakuza, don't show off you know shit that nobody well stuff nobody cares about because yeah. it's it causes a rift in what your message is. Nobody thinking about oh, not not these fire exclusives that you you talked about in Halo Infinite. They're talking about how it doesn't look any better and how how it's it's not as innovative i would put more focus on showing games that side by side of what the differences is going to be just like you did with the um place pc versus the gears 5 on the xbox you showed the differences on what is going to be and what you can actually do do the same thing with the games you currently have and then show off new games that you're coming from your first party that's going to push your machine Versus Yakuza. I don't understand how that even made the cut. I don't understand. I have those games made the cut to be shown as new entry game. This is like the first viewing of your gameplay of Xbox Series X and y'all start off with Yakuza and stuff like that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So, if you don't Which fumble... Which at all? Man, you, who well, knows? Yakuza
1: 7, it, it already was out on PS4 and so they're showing that they have it but it's not a like it's pretty much a port at that point. So why show it? it?
0: You don't get yeah. zero zero points for me for that. You get zero they, points. They showing you they got uh they got Sega games. Man, I guess. <laughs> but I'm saying I need a I need a Last of Us or a mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima. I need something that's gonna show me that y'all are. You're, you're looking at the right things and you're making the right points y'all are smart enough to understand that that is the most important thing that's why you're losing now you're smart enough to see it you know that Nintendo is killing it with the, the most basic of the basic customer service experience i ever seen in a company they're killing it because they put out games people actually want to play they're not even oh, graphical about
2: real customer service
0: okay i'm talking about actual they don't even know how to let you back up your own games they don't even understand the fact that party chat is important they have no idea what they're doing over there but yet they're still winning tell me why Because they, they, game. <laughs> they games their games are good people actually want to play them And they enjoy it. That's why those switches are flying off the shelves. And going. people are going animal crossing crazy. Because people want to actually play their games. So until Xbox really gets that through their head. They'll never beat PlayStation 5. And even if they are the best consumer friendly company. They can never do it without (laughs) the product that people are purchasing the system for the games so i have all the utmost confidence in this company i've watched them plenty of times fail they usually learn from it um hopefully they do it this time non now any any lasting remarks before we move into our last topic for today
1: um i was gonna say that right now as we lead up to like the systems coming out it's all about their kind of like marketing but hopefully they already have more in place because like they're talking about the system but um, Xbox like you said they need to show these new amazing experiences that you can't get anywhere else and that you couldn't get previously on Xbox so these new games like Halo Infinite looks amazing and we got this exclusive that you didn't know about Um, but also showing that hopefully they can close the gap between them and Sony with exclusives because if Xbox, not necessarily if they can get Persona 6 exclusive, but if they can get Persona 6 to come out at the same time, like that is progress and that helps them keep consumers interested in their ecosystem instead of just getting forgotten because Sony has five exclusives coming out and there's no reason to even think about your Xbox during this year because all of these exclusives. Exactly. And they Xbox. bought the,
0: they bought the studios so they bought studios they're reputable studios they're making good games. Hey I, I hope that they are putting them to work. I'm obviously not doing the crunch stuff nobody supports that but they're putting them to work they're actually getting to results and they're they're not just making more gears you know um kind of over it uh, anything you know they got gears 10 coming up <laughs> yeah I guess um so last topic for today and this is just um I was ragging on them a little bit in the last topic but this is Nintendo and their successes and their failures as a company as a brand as a as just i don't know as a video game company what i i I could start off but i'ma hold off because i don't want to sound like negative nancy coming off of xbox series x the topic so what do y'all kind of feel about nintendo's successes i'm gonna start off i'm gonna say successes y'all talk about the failures i want to hear from y'all actually (laughs)
1: Okay, I got one. Hmm. Um, seeing how I'm nin- Nintendo man, so
0: indeed, <laughs>
1: yes. like like you said, they have a lot of interesting games that I want to play. And right now, they're doing good of having third party games. They're not necessarily always the best um, price, and they're not always the best uh, performance. But they now offer a good experience where you don't feel too left behind. In a lot of situations, and obviously they don't have things at the same graphical quality as the other systems, but they have good experiences on their own. Mm-hmm. Because of that, I want to play games on my Switch um, because they're good, good games, and you know it's convenient, um, and I, I like this system even though it's lacking features. Very power. Um, yeah, uh, lacking like power. Uh, too in some situations, but because of their approach to the system, it kind of limits their market as well. That they can't really capitalize on it. So, for example, um, I don't. I have the normal switch. I, I don't have the um, the refresh with the bigger battery or the light. Uh, but I want to get um, the light kind of as like a secondary system because. I've seen it in person, like it's really a nice high quality device. It's better than I thought. And because of the smaller screen, even though the game's resolution is low, it looks a lot better on that screen than it does the TV or the original switch. And it's pretty cheap, like, you know, you can get one for under two hundred dollars. But because of how they've done their saves for certain games, it kind of has put me off because I don't want to be in a situation where I want to play, you know, the newest Zelda or whatever, but I can't reliably switch my save between two systems or I have to worry about a game coming out that I can't play on both. So I want to be more in their ecosystem, but because of how they've set themselves up, it limits people who are even like the most hardcore like me um but beyond that i i think that their biggest point is if you want to play let, let's say example i know you guys don't play the game but like fortnite like you want to play fortnite on your ps4 with your friends whatever and you got to leave you know you go out with your family or you go to a thanksgiving party or something you can still have that game to play and so it, even though it's not your primary way you don't really worry about the graphics too much because it's a that's a concession that you make because you still want to be able to enjoy the game um, so Nintendo is unique in that sense where they don't have to necessarily compete but I think they still need to do on the basic level the same quality of life and consumer related things that these other systems and even phones do because this is what people have come to expect and it's going to make people more interested in your product if you do it correctly
0: now and that's implementation of third parties um games is that what you just is that what we're going at or what were you you referring
1: to really it's um their implementation of features on the system
0: features okay
1: to make sure that everybody can do cloud saves that you can, if you are doing cloud saves, that you can upload your save and download it quickly to another system if you want to do that. Like to make sure that the act there shouldn't be any hindrances for you to play your game, because people anywhere, right? Anywhere, Get it, for, right. anywhere, get it for portability. So let's remove these barriers that prevent right. them from having that experience. Right. And that's usually people's biggest complaint is that. Nintendo has good games, but they mess it up because they don't implement things correctly.
0: All right, what you got for a failure? Because Josh's was like a backhanded compliment. He's like, oh, it's so mobile and you can do all this, but they can't get the basics. I was like, man, I said failures. I wanted y'all to give me failures. I wanted to give a success. It is a failure i know the failure is that that's why i'm trying to figure out your point i was like because you kind of was talking good he was talking nice i was like and he's talking he too nice the interview yeah he was Again, talking he too said, nice I mean,
2: you know it ain't that good with the <laughs> resolution but because the resolution ain't that good in on a smaller <laughs> screen is actually better right
0: <laughs> so, like you, you, so you talking too better. nice yeah. <laughs> what would you, what, so give me a failure. Um, I know Josh. I mean, Josh. I understand you. You gave me a failure. They basically not implement what we were talking about, and successes and basic functionality that most other companies provide on the basic level that they don't, they can't do. Um, give me a failure from you, Jalen. Man, i ain't going on a million failures, bro. Just give I me, a one. One. Give Hold on. me a
2: good one. Hold on. Hold on. Brainstorming. We have a uh, what did Jimmy Neutron say? Brain blast. <laughs> Brain blast. <Not> just... <laughs> No, nah, but, uh, shoot. I'm trying to think, man. Nintendo be making me mad, bro. I, I like them, but they be making me mad. Uh, shoot. I'm going to just, I'm going to just, uh, stop me if I go on the tangent. First off, so Nintendo, they the, you know, they the forerunners for, like, I ain't going to say forerunners, but they, you know what I'm saying, they like the, they've been around for a long time with the gaming and stuff because of the way they wanted to act. We got PlayStation now, but, um, nah, but, uh, I think the way, one of the biggest things with Nintendo is uh, they make things hard. Like, when I play Nintendo, when I'm dealing with Nintendo, they I got to play, like, hard mode. So, my PlayStation, PlayStation and Xbox game are getting low-key kind of hard, too, because of these constant updates and stuff. But with Nintendo, you want to just do something simple, like, all right, yeah, I'm about to play this game. Oh, yeah, well, uh, you need your gamepad on to start the game, but like, But I don't, don't want to use the gamepad. It's dusty. I got to keep charging it up. The battery lights up. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Or if you got a Wii, and this is just in the past, like you got a Wii, you want to um, turn your game on. Uh, my dog chewed up my sensor bar, how I'm supposed to play with it now. Like my dog legit ate my sensor bar, and I was just looking like, bro, I can't even play this doggone thing now. So, um, but fast forward, they have gotten a little bit better with it, um, giving you options to play the game. But they try to implement a new idea and force people to hop on board with it when some people just want to sit down on the couch and play the game. Um, I've been playing Breath of the Wild. I was just playing it like two days ago, and I was getting pissed off because I was playing this level where I got to use the gyroscope and the controller, and I'm over here exercising my wrist, uh, you know what I'm saying, Uh, to to, to turn the level or whatever because that's what you just got to do. Or when I have the switch in handheld mode, I'm over here, got my switch up in the air because I don't know where the base of the, uh like the base, you know, where things was at its mm-hmm. most level point. Yeah, I don't know where it resets at and, you know, those sorts of things. So it's kind of, it makes me play it a certain way. I don't, I don't, I, it's, it's better than the whole Wii situation and stuff like that. They've gotten better, yep. but. It's just, like, new ideas that's good, but they always got some type of backlash. Like, you know, we Sports, I'm getting active, but uh, how much battery these mugs eat? Because them mugs used to go through some batteries, man. And, um, so, I mean, just, just stuff like that. I mean, that, that's the biggest thing. And don't get me started on that back office, because when we was dealing with Jack Walsh Chronicles, boy, Nintendo was, man, I'm just looking like, bro, what y'all mean the back office? Check. Like, bro, like, what you... <laughs> what you talking about the back office they like yeah we got to talk to our back i'm like bro who is this enigmatic man in the back office that's calling all the shots that boy want to be a twenty. no <laughs> nah, but uh yeah man it was just i mean that, that's the that's my biggest thing with nintendo oh yeah and they think all their games is premium quality that
0: is by soda yeah.
2: Garbage, man.
0: So, that is terrible. So like, before we cool, move, keep going, but yeah. I just need to give y'all context on Jack Welsh. Jack Welsh was a scammer that sold us stolen DS's on eBay, <laughs> <laughs> and we had to deal with Nintendo bricking our consoles, and us trying to get our money back from Nintendo because they were bought by N- from Nintendo with stolen credit cards and provided to us for a cheaper price on eBay so jack welsh is uh, a decepticon and he basically deceived us and this is this is this is the fruits of his labor he have scarred us for life but yeah jack, continue. Jack welsh, he,
2: he had to we had the ebay money back guarantee <laughs> we like our oh, new 3ds is with the c stick on there for 200 dollars. oh we can get them for 130 e-back money Ebay money back guarantee. I'm gonna like, get it. Next thing you know, the mug ship two day shipping UPS. They coming from Seattle or whatever Nintendo is at. Like, I'm looking like bro, what? Next thing you know, you had a DS and that mug got breaked a little bit later. Like, hey, yeah, that's stolen, bro. Send it back, but they, ain't, but they ain't want it back though. They like, nah, I'll keep it. But we we'll a bargain with you. you. Hey, just just pay us the money and we'll let you keep it, bro. That's how thirsty Nintendo
0: was. No that's lies, just, no lies. <laughs> He These told us to hats. keep it. They said, So, how much you want to pay for it? I was like, Uh, 130. <laughs> I'm like,
2: Nintendo bargaining out what happened to their premium products? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, Jack was Chronicles, them was some good days, man. But, uh, oh, yeah, premium products. I, I agree, they do put a lot of time and work in their games and stuff, and usually games do come out premium. But when y'all want to make games and sell them full price or um Manipulate the market by putting, you know, let's say Pokemon Ruby come out. You only put out ten thousand copies, so therefore, when there are the new copies is gone, the price increases. I don't necessarily agree with that, and that's why Nintendo has so much issue with private piracy because of how they want to sell their games. Like it ain't no reason in the world. New Super Mario Bros. is still thirty five dollars on the DS in two thousand ten when that game came out in two thousand four. That's absolute BS. But um. Yeah, so I mean that, that's that's pretty much it with that. And then they got Josh' favorite game. What's the, I'm about to look that game up. Is Metroid on 3DS? Hold on, Metroid <laughs> 3DS. What's that game Federation called? Uh, uh, yeah, Federation favorite game, y'all. Let it. Um, and so that's a premium product <laughs> Yo, too, um, apparently. But your mic is um, it's like
1: yeah, in and out. a little oh, bit I'm
2: up, I'm up. but yeah, that's a premium product. Federation Force is just like uh. I mean, Samus returns and all that other stuff. Premium products, bro. Well, so, yeah.
0: now, yes, obviously we all know Nintendo gouges, but I mean they gouge because they have the. I'm I'm gonna but, go ahead and go into success. They gouge because they have the the character lock. They have the backlog. They have the the games we grew up on. Um, they have that that nostalgia effect on a lot of things. So. They, they know what they what they created, they know what they built and and they they're, 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 they're um, definitely taking advantage. Um, but again, to my point, a lot of their games are most of the time worth the price, even though I hate to admit it because they well, I would say this. This is this is my stance on the successes of this this company. So Mario they,
2: Backyard Sports is worth sixty dollars. No, you no,
0: no, 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 no. I'm not talking about some games. <laughs> I'm but that's talking. The, that's
2: the thing, though. I know what you're saying, but I'm saying those games, like the little right Mario, uh, what dude? It was a game going for a dumb price, bro. They had Hello Kitty going for a dumb <laughs> price, and they had a Mario Classic Bros. We talking about these? This is Mario Bros. Where you pull the turnips, right? Like, they had that going for a premium bro mario sports mix i'm looking right bro
0: but what is nintendo is nintendo a conglomerate does nintendo have stakes in like movies like sony no they literally have what they have and that is games that is why they gouge that is why they create these um these extra extra games with their with their mascots and they're so protective of them because that is their that is their business that that is what they have in order to 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 sell they don't have anything else they don't ha- and there's not a company like nintendo that still is surviving no other company is surviving nintendo is its own thing and that's they're surviving because they gouge and they are surviving because they do those they have those practices but how do you make that practice work as well as be for the consumer because that is what they are neglecting. Their fan base. They're neglecting the fan base. They they're are creating these. Um, these, these. un, un they're, they're not needed. They're, they're, they're just creating these barriers. That are simply not needed. What do they succeed at? Again. They succeed at creating these characters. And making you fall in love with them. Over time. They create these uh, moments. And time where. Everybody stopped to play Zelda, and even though Zelda had been, um, borrowed from a lot of different, you know, j- genres, and we probably played something similar, nothing can compare to my journey in Zelda as yours was compared to your journey in Zelda. I, if I played The Witcher, nine times out of ten, we probably did everything in the same kind of way, even though you had a little bit of a flexibility but when it comes to zelda as y'all you know informed me i and i had to really think about it because i allow my I, well i watched my wife play it for um 30 almost, almost 30 days plus straight and she literally did everything she did nothing that I, and most of that stuff that the way she did it i had no idea you could do it that way i had no idea how stuff interacted that way so they create these moments and they're very good at creating these sad moments so what they capitalize on is their games, their 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 characters, that content. What they do terrible is the 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 support, the support system for this said games, for these for these products. They don't do hardware well. Um, I don't believe they do that well. They they still they still neglect the fact that they have a a not a a a a non-competing system they neglect the fact that they cannot run everything because they feel as if if we can run our games at a at a point that we want to it's good enough for everybody when that's just not the case their games should be able to run well as well as third parties they have not gotten to that point but again I don't think they care because they're not consumer focused. They do not care for the third party experience to be good. They only care for their experience to be good. And that's why they win and lose solely off of what they present as first party exclusives. And um, that's the sad truth. Honestly, I hope that they continue to move forward because I can't find any Zelda experiences anywhere. I can't find any you know mario um galaxy experiences anywhere else i can't even plan most of the time xenoblade experiences anywhere else so these games that come out and i'm i'm a fan of i have to go to their console and play but after that they're not touched they're not touched at all i don't do anything on it they have the worst ecosystem out of all of the big three because they don't do anything for that and Again, when it's so much riding on your games being successful and people actually wanting to play them, it 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 would you would think you would want to diversify. You know, you would want yeah. to actually diversify your product enough to be standing tall with everything else. You saw what they did with the Wii U. It it again was a more expensive product. That didn't even serve what they were trying to get across. It didn't serve that purpose. It wasn't a third party killer. It wasn't the the best thing to play third party games on. And it wasn't even the best thing to play their exclusives on. So it ended up being a flop. Um, This on the other hand. Because it has so much new functionality. They basically killed their DS. To make this thing purpose. Make this purpose work. They killed the DS to make this purpose work. I don't think they have anything else to kill in order to make this purpose work. So, what are they going to innovate next time to make this substantial? Um, I hope that it is to bring it up to speed. I don't say I'm not saying be the next series X. They ain't, they don't even have a chance in the world to do that. But they do have the ability to make a level playing field, make it where it's 1080 Ti experience um most of the the xbox a1x and the ps4 pro is at that point to get past that point i mean and i don't want these pc people to come after me but i'm saying that it's on a level of playing like that i mean obviously you've got the 60 frames whatever but i'm saying it has a level to play at 1080ti next series x and all that stuff is going to be surpassing that I will rather it be at 1080 Ti versus not. So everything else probably going to surpass that Series X, um, PS5. Nintendo bringing itself to that point will allow it to at least be in the game. Be in the game um, to be able to allow me to say, I think I play it on my Switch just because I can p- move it around with me and I can take it anywhere. And I don't have to play Xenoblade at 5- 540p because because this this is what you have to do. Even the games that you are now making exclusives aren't running as well as you would like and it's causing an issue and it makes it feel as if I am being punished <laughs> because I am locked behind your said system. And and that's and that's not that shouldn't be the case because nothing is running at 540p at this point. Nothing is running at 720p at this point, but you. So I think I think they have a little catching up to do. Again, my success will always be that their characters, how they play the game, how they create their their worlds, um, their innovativeness, they're willing to try new ideas. Um, That is something I've always, you know, admired about them. Um, That's why I enjoyed the Wii. That's why I still enjoy my Wii U and I still enjoy my Switch, just because of the innovation behind it. But to be as to be a contender is something that's really gonna really gonna stand out and actually you know have a foot in this. I'm not saying be on their level. I'm just saying catch up a little and once you catch up, I think I think I think it, it'll be for the better. I think you're gonna actually gonna see way more engagement on your games that you have online um, outside of smash because people just love smash. You're going to see way more people playing. Maybe your Splatoon, your arms came those type of games, you know, where it, it can be a scene on it. If the tools were there to implement it well. So that's my piece on it. What do you, what you guys have, um, before we kind of wrap it up here.
2: Shoot. I mean, I I know I just went on a tangent, uh, like Deontay said, um, I, I still enjoy Nintendo. Um, some of their games are premium product. Some of them. Priced? Premium?
0: Them. Premium? You mean premium products that match the pricing? Okay, I see yeah. what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So gotcha,
2: gotcha. That's fine. Um, I don't really like what they do to they, The YouTube channels. Now I'm saying bad things again. <laughs> they messed up Pokemon, man. They, <laughs> that hurt me. They messed that junk up, bro. But anyway. Um, Pokemon. Sorry yeah, shield, man. You ain't like those? What do you mean? Man, dude, they've been Pokemon been on this. It's been downtrodden, man. On the decline. But, uh,
0: they said 3D characters. You gotta love it.
2: Man, it ain't the same, bro. Man. But I don't know. It might just be the whole change thing I talked about earlier. Maybe I'm just not used to the change. But man. Uh, I mean, I got the Xenoblade. Um, you know, I'm going to play that. I play a lot of Nintendo stuff. Um, I just wish it was something that people would be more inclined to have in their household. But it's not you get a lot of the people I'm around at least um they like to play like stuff like 2k and stuff like that and for that reason Nintendo just won't make it into their homes and maybe if they have more sales or I don't know they got the money bro so I don't even really care anyway Nintendo's straight I don't <laughs> hate them they straight I'm gonna leave it at that all
0: right Nintendo man what you got
1: uh, I mean we know you want to really, blow just... up <laughs> I'm just ask. Um, so for you, Deontay, you say you want to play more on on the Nintendo Switch, but because of
0: limitations, the performance, yeah,
1: you don't want to do
0: it. Exactly. So sometimes when I see the the pro of move, moving around with my game in my hands, I see that maybe I can play a smaller experience that I wouldn't want to get the full hdr you know 4k all that crap maybe like say for instance um i know they recently launched i'm not sure if, if orion in the, in yeah, the, the the new one i don't think so but the first one
1: is
0: so like i never beat the first one i would go and play it on there but i know it's like a um It would be a different experience right now than what I thought I was just playing on there. Like those smaller games, I have no problem playing on my Switch. I have no reason to turn it on outside of, you know, Nintendo actually putting out a new game. So why would I want to pay into that ecosystem? Like I said, I could still play on it now. I just don't want to pay into that ecosystem that doesn't really benefit me in any other way than the exclusives that they provide. Microsoft actually benefits me in different ways where I'm just like, all right, I play it on here, even though I can play it on my PC, even though I can play it um, somewhere else. It's just like it's easier for me to say justify buying into an ecosystem if there actually is support for said eco. Um, right now, I don't see that support. I don't see them even wanting to create a, a place for people to come and game outside of their stuff so that's why i'm I'm more so you know a little bit hesitant to try new things i mean try anything on there like i never played doom like i, I don't see how you did it but i never played doom on that system ever even if it was even and, and this is something that they push to get over there you know i would never play it on that system because it's at 30 it's like 30 frames per second and it doesn't even it doesn't even keep it locked it's like it it falls and the the frame rate is terrible i, I would never play it on that because that's a that's a poor experience but to, to put somebody like put to for me that's a uh, you know a pixel pusher that's probably going to be always something that's going to stop me but to buy into an ecosystem just to play games on it just to give like even if they started to bring their back catalog in you know providing an ecosystem that's smart and educated creates a better experience overall makes people want to spend more money with you it kind of makes them want to stay stick around because they know that if they invest now it's going to continue moving forward um just like i would with xbox i don't care about buying 360 games i know if i buy a 360 game now it's gonna work on my next system if i buy an xbox one game now it's gonna work on my next system like just like the playstation 5 is i don't know if they're gonna really fully do it but they're at least pretending right now that they're gonna actually have everything working when you move over i want that same experience when it comes to nintendo i want to be able to say when i buy into your system and your eco, i don't have to worry about you you know trying to gouge me for something i would i would be open to paying 60 dollars and not buying it physical to resale value because you you gouge the price you know i wouldn't worry about those types of things but i do that because i don't want to invest in as much as they want me to for something that i don't feel like investing in me so or invest in what we want so why would i do that for them that's all i was trying to get at it's kind of like you know giving it's a give and take kind of relationship and all they do is take they don't really give so mm-hmm. i don't have no point i don't have no reason to provide any type of substance to that company outside of what i want to play when i don't want to play and i'm gone period
1: yeah I, okay um and i don't think you have to like well obviously we talk about how we feel about the companies but for me you don't have to like the company per se as long as you're okay with what they're offering mm-hmm. the The games are expensive uh for first party games and third party games on the switch are usually expensive too and so i haven't personally bought a switch game for a while i think maybe the last one was like astral chain mm-hmm. um but I bought it because it was a game that I was interested in. The performance on it was.
0: Did uh, you buy Animal Crossing? Or did you? Oh yeah, I bought Animal Crossing, I, oh. I
1: haven't played it. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, Animal Crossing, and I don't remember what else came out before that. So.
0: You know, I got um, my Animal Crossing. I ain't, I ain't touched my house since. <laughs> but it's, it was a craze at first, man. They was going nuts. They still going nuts, but uh-uh. man
1: yeah um I guess for me I've always played console games so I'm used to destiny running it at 30 Fps on the ps4 and 25 on the Xbox and stuff like that so games on the switch not necessarily running the best I guess I'm used to because it does the same thing on the ps4 and on Xbox mm-hmm. but I understand what you mean like if you're gonna pay, Ten dollars for the game on PS4 and it runs okay, and sixty on the Switch and it runs terrible. Then yeah, like I can I can see that there's a big deficit and the reason why you would do that, um, um and that's just the power of the system, I guess. Do y'all? I think Jalen's complaints were a little different, but like, do you think Nintendo should just make a? Box like the xbox that's not portable so they don't have to sacrifice you
0: know no they're the best thing going for them is the portability
1: they, I, they um
0: they if they lose the portability it would be a problem it'd be like yeah. they are dead now be back in the realm of i'll be judging you based off of what xbox and ps5 are doing and you failing I don't want them yeah. in, I don't want that for them. I think that
2: they already lost that race back with the Wii.
0: Yeah, um, I don't want I mean, them in that box no more. I want them to be creative. I want them to be innovative. I want them to be um, different. Not forceful. Yeah, yeah, give, yeah. Give options. Give options. But I also want them to respect my dollar as well. Respect my time and my and my um, my my impact because then they are never they'll never in my eyes be better than other companies that that kind of push the envelope because solely based off you can be as innovative as you want but if you cannot create a system for me that makes me feel like i am also being represented in this system like anytime they make something they are innovative when it comes to it but if i'm not represented in this system like nobody asks for me's Nobody asked for you know the Wii U motion controls. Nobody asked for the portability of the switch, but they gave it to us because they knew they had the they had the preemptive design to make it say we want these this we want this experience to be for everybody, and we want you to play how we want you to kind of play So if I'm buying into that already. With my money, I would rather, I would respect you more if you actually understood the importance of party chat, of online service, of some freebies, and every now and again, some discount sales, some something that shows me that not only do you want me to be on your platform, but you respect my dollar enough to say, hey, these games have been out for a while, let's put some discounts on them so that we can get people to actually experience. It doesn't seem like they want us to experience it unless we pay that ticket price so they don't they don't care about you know exposing more people to the game um or getting it hot again they because they know it's hot enough and that's and that's what i that's what that's what it's like a, a slap in the face it's like oh we know it's hot enough and you know you sooner or later boy you going you gonna pay for it and if you don't pay for it you're never experiencing it in your life so that's kind of how right. i feel about it and um and that's what that's what <laughs> Jalen was saying. It was like, "Oh, sixty dollars for Mario Olympics." Like, no, I'm not paying sixty dollars for Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. I'm not paying sixty dollars for half the games, like just because it has Mario slapped on it. It's like, no. But they want you to because they don't, they don't, they don't care necessarily about you actually either. I guess ranging the prices for for what it's worth versus because we need to meet these margins and we don't care anybody that wants to pay this game is always going to pay 60 and we always we know we're going to get our back in regardless <laughs> if we sell a million copies we still get that back in because we ain't selling them for $15 so it's like that's how that, that's how it that is and that's how they always going to be until they change I don't feel like I'm going to ever be um, super into their ecosystem ever i think it's probably going to be always where i'm just buying their system because they make great games and sometimes those great games come with a lot of flawed eco and i'm okay with that i have to respect that because um and they have to respect me buying it all physical and selling it for 45 dollars because they don't never go down so the resale community never goes down either so most of the time i'm paying 20 to 15 dollars to play their game and I sell it after I'm done and if it's a really good game I keep it but other than that no I'm not not buying digital I don't so the type
2: of people I, that want gamestop to be gone so they can uh, get people to keep exact premium prices
1: mm-hmm. so this question is not necessarily for me but maybe somebody's listening like you you bought Zelda for sixty dollars and played it but i don't know you you guys sound negative based on the price of it um no
0: that's worth 60 i'm i never say that certain games aren't worth it i'm saying that every game that they put out is not worth 60 dollars. i'm just saying that at at a certain point like um most of their games they never go down in price like uh um, e like, like, don't, get, don't like, buy nothing off that e-shop but before we move on the, the microsoft does it and sony does it too like now sony has a better implementation because that's what they do they put it in the greatest hits collection greatest hits collection is 20 dollars and they have put their best games in that greatest hit collection and they're still single player one time through uncharted 4 bloodborne god of war um Horizon. These games are twenty dollars in their greatest hits because they are republished them as that because they don't want they don't care about the price anymore. They want people to actually play it. They want to people to enjoy their system. Nintendo. Uh, Sm- so Horizon. Would, Go ahead. Sorry.
1: So I would say um, I agree with the pricing. I don't think that necessarily means you can't enjoy the system. But comparing um, games to games. So if you want to play Fire Emblem. You know, Mm -hmm. Fire Emblem, $60. You can, you know, go pay the $60, but maybe you don't know if you'll enjoy it because you've never played Fire Emblem. Same thing with, but you also have a PS4, and you can pay $10, $20 for God of War. And you don't know if you're going to enjoy it, but it's a much cheaper entry price, so you are more willing to take that uh, risk because you're spending less of a price. That makes sense. Nintendo has to make a product that's able to compete even though they don't want to compete directly with other systems, you are still competing for people's time and money. And Nintendo doesn't necessarily do that. They, they say, this is our product, this is how much it costs, and hope you buy it, whereas other companies are willing to lower their price to make it more attractive while also offering a high-quality game. Um, I can't personally complain about the price of third-party games that's all the companies on the switch being greedy like um ubisoft put assassin's creed on there and it's 60 dollars. that's because ubisoft is greedy in that situation so um that that's okay because i don't personally care but i understand that switch games on themselves are expensive um and really that that's just you gotta buy it used because buying a new Switch game is expensive.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that e shop man. I don't even. I don't even look on there no more. There ain't no point. I don't want to see fifty nine ninety nine or thirty nine ninety nine. I'm tired of it. Go there, oh. my 3ds, thirty nine ninety nine. <laughs> Go there, my Switch, fifty nine ninety
0: nine. Yeah. $59. yeah well it's it's the name of the game but the e-shop has become a, a dumping ground for indies so you can find anything a, a lot of stuff for, for for 89 cents to $1.99 and it's ridiculous but i get what you're saying and i get the whole point of I, and i told you and it all plays back to the reason why they do it because nintendo again is a gaming company it's not a branch of a company it's the the company um microsoft is not a gaming company it's a branch of it that play that does xbox sony is not a gaming company it's a branch of it that does gaming so their their success again rides on them gouging prices at points Um not saying it's right but that's what they have to do and i get it i just don't have to respect it nor do i have to buy into it and um and that's what that's what my situation is. And I get your point as well, Josh. I think being able to dif- differentiate the fact that they're making good games and they're making games that really um, can't get anywhere else um, and being okay with paying that price point because you're feeling like you're getting your value, that's totally fine. But I have only felt like I've gotten my value on two games. And I would say that would be Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and Zelda Galaxy. I feel like yeah, it was worth sixty bucks at the time. It shouldn't be worth sixty now. It's just, it's Zelda is the only game that I feel like kept its value. Um, it, it's it's a new experience every time. Galaxy, no, nah, no, I don't. It's not an it's not the Nintendo's. It's not Super Mario sixty four. It's it's not one of those games where I feel like I can play $6 every time and keep it going. I won't buy Galaxy again unless it's 20 bucks, And I have no problem doing that because I don't care enough. So it's it's your perspective on what, what's worth it. My perspective on what's worth it is not Galaxy. My perspective on what's worth it is $60 for Zelda, sure. Um, $60 again for Chronicles 2, sure. If they come with the DLC because that's what I want to play. But um, I I don't see myself going out to buy other games at a full price again, even though they are already still selling at that set price. So it's creating your it's creating that it's creating that 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 um difference in there. Um, I can go out and buy some of PlayStation's greatest games right now for cheap. Persona Five, Horizon, Uncharted, God of War. I can go out and buy some of you know Xbox's greatest games for cheap and that's no problem because again it comes back to that point of I'm not going to gouge our customers because we already know they're going to buy into this ecosystem we want them to play our games we want them to be having enjoy it we don't want them to enjoy it and have a good time Nintendo on the other hand they only have this so they have to continue to do this and until they find a way to get me into this and provide an experience that um, creates a uh, a warm I would call it give me a warming feeling that I don't feel like I'm being just gouged then um, I never see it I never they never see my money on a globe on a, on a, on a strong scale like like the, like Xbox and PlayStation has They never do it but that's me. Um, any last final closing remarks because we at the one hour and 41 minutes mark
1: yeah I, I understand um, for me like y- y'all know I buy the, the games on the Switch because they're portable um, I don't there are some remasters I'll buy on there but I don't buy them all because like you said they're expensive so there's no reason to spend $60 for a game that I've played before Mm-hmm. Um, because I just want to try it on the on the handheld. Yeah, but at the same time, I think it's um a situation where they they want to offer, like you said, quality games, but maybe compared to their competition, it's hard to see that quality. Like if they have uh, what's the last Mario game, Mario Maker Two. It comes out. um, If everybody is not interested in Mario Realmaker Maker 2, then give them an opportunity to try it at a cheaper price to get into it. Um, Whereas like, you don't have to worry about that on PlayStation because the game is going to decrease in value and it's going to be $10 at some time to just jump in. Or Xbox, they have Game Pass, so you just buy that and get into it. Maybe Nintendo's model overall is traditional, but kind of outdated compared to the other systems Mm -hmm. so they can have some sort of you know obviously they're never going to do it but nintendo had a game pass type thing where any game can be on there then that creates a more attractive um, ecosystem and product for people who want to get into there and spend their time playing multiple games on that system yeah otherwise they're just going to live and die on the quality of their Um, exclusives
0: and uh, yeah and that's what it is um this 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 generation they have been managing it very well um i wouldn't say completely well but they have been sparsing them out they have been putting out games um i just i just don't know what the the next two years look like but they always can bring out something else people are always more than willing to buy something from Nintendo that um has been remastered or read a definitive edition they have plenty of that stuff in stock they can continue to do that for a long time until they come ready for his breath for the while too then they back on top with this with the smacker rules and that's that um but that's pretty much been our time thank you guys for listening appreciate the support um, but that's pretty much it, all again, this is the House of Wolves podcast. And it's uh me again, Deontay, uh Josh, Nintendo man. And then we have uh Jalen disappearing act right now, but he's um our Square no, Enix right guy. Oh, he's there. Okay. I'm right here. And I, I don't hate Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> he he doesn't hate Nintendo. He loves Square Enix. No, nah, that's entirely false. <laughs> entirely. They 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 cool. Yeah. They alright. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening.